the nonprofit MBA purpose is to provide new business insights and fresh creative ideas for executive directors and their teams that will help them improve their organization. Here is your host, Stephen Holastic. Welcome, everyone. My name is Stephen Holastic, and I am co-founder and managing partner of Financing Solutions. Financing Solutions is the leading provider of lines of credit to nonprofits. Our line of credit program is easy, fast, inexpensive, and costs nothing until used, making it a great cash backup plan. If you'd like to learn more about the program, please visit us at nonprofitmbapodcast.com. And if you decide to apply today, we will even give you a $250 credit on file, or feel free to give us a call at 862-207-4118. And we are still providing lines of credit to nonprofits and businesses, even though the, the virus is going on. You know, certainly when you're looking at a line of credit, you wanna make sure that you can afford to have it. So uh, we are still providing uh, uh, lines of credit to nonprofits. And if you need it, um, you know, please check us out. So today I am excited to be speaking with Margit Brazda Horrier. Margit brings over 25 years of nonprofit management and grant experience to her clients through her company, Grants for Good. She holds the GPC certification from the nationally accredited Grants Professional, uh, Grant Professional Certification Institute, and is one of only 20 nationally approved trainers. Margaret has written and received over 20 million in grants from federal, state, foundation, and corporate sources. And she has the unique perspective of understanding both grant seeking and grant making, given her experiences leading a prominent foundation that issued over 1 million in grants annually. Margaret is a prolific writer and speaker throughout the U.S. on getting grants, and I'm so happy to welcome Margaret uh, to the Nonprofit MBA podcast. Well, hi, Steve, and thank you for having me here. I'm, I'm really excited to be talking to you and our listeners, because, you know, when I think about it, when, when we planned the date of this podcast a few months ago, I don't think we could have predicted what kind of climate we'd be working in right now and that we'd all be working from home. Uh, but I, I feel like this is a really, really timely event. So thanks. I do too. And, you know, like when this was all coming about with the coronavirus and everything, I, I, I knew yours was going to come up your, your podcast. And I was like, oh, this is going to be, you know, well listened to by a lot of our, you know, our listeners. And so, um, you know, I'm excited to get into our topic, which is how to find and get grants for your nonprofit. And, uh, you know, and so the first question I want to ask you, uh, Margaret, is are, are nonprofits in general that, that are, say, under, you know, 7 million yearly revenue, anything over, you know, four or 500,000 and less than 7 million, um, are they used to applying to grants? You know, that's a good question. And, and it really varies. I can speak from my own experience. I, I started Grants for Good back in 2009, which, by the way, was was during a major recession. And I had clients right from the beginning that were of all sizes. And even to this date, 11 years later, I'm finding that a lot of my clients are 
are those that have budgets under seven million. Some of them are clients that are maybe in the 20 or 30 million mark, some more medium-sized nonprofits with maybe 200 staff. I see a wide variety. One thing I've noticed about the demographic you just mentioned, Steve, the you know, the smaller or maybe under seven million annual budget is oftentimes those nonprofits don't have in their budget enough funding to hire a full-time grant professional. So they do tend to be the ones that look to grant professionals such as myself or grant companies that can help them prepare their grant applications or find the best opportunities. Having said that, they are also the ones that might be strapped for cash in that respect also, which is why I really love being on this show and and running the webinars that I do because part of my passion and mission is empowering those very nonprofits to understand the entire grant-seeking process so that they can do some of this work on their own or perhaps do it with their board or the existing staff that they have. Most of them just don't have enough, you know, funding to, to hire grant writers. So tell me, like you hit this magic, I was going to suggest if you weren't doing it already, tell me a little bit about the webinar, because that's probably very appropriate to smaller nonprofits. Tell me a little bit about that webinar that you do. Well, actually, I, I have been running webinars for the last several years, and I you know, I post those in various places, including my mailing list. And what's coming up soon, though, is as early as um, middle to end of May, is I am launching a course. I was going to tell you about this later on in the podcast, but um, I can mention it now just so people are aware. If you are looking for a, a real step-by-step method to be walked through the grant writing process from beginning to end, I'm launching a course called All About Grant Writing. So you don't have to wonder it's about, right? The title is pretty self-explanatory. And you can go to it at allaboutgrantwriting.com and you'll see what's included in the course. And I can mention a little bit more about that later, but I'd love to get to some of the questions that I think people might have right now about their current situation, what they can do, how they can get started in grant writing. Yeah, well, let's you know the the uh, let's get right into that. The only reason I I just have a hunch that the listeners who are going to be listening to this are going to be itching to you know kind of like we got to start applying for grants, and so that's why the reason why I, I kind of mentioned the webinar now instead of toward the end. So do us a favor, kind of go through the normal grant questions that you just answered, asked yourself right now that you usually get on a consistent basis. Uh, and, you know, uh, why don't you go right through the who, what, wow, how, and all that okay. stuff. Yeah. Sure. Um, I, I teach a lot of courses, but both in person and and webinars. And, and of course, now this online course, which is something that once you download it, you can, it's like a Netflix binge, Steve. You can just get on there. You can do it all at once if you want to, or you can do it piecemeal, or you can take six months to do it. Um, up to you. But what I teach and, and what I find the types of questions that come up most often is people want to know what can grant funding be used for? Now, some of your listeners may already know, maybe they've had some experience in writing grants, but believe it or not, some of the most common misconceptions out there are that grants cannot be used to fund your staff, your existing staff salaries, or your overhead expenses, things like your utility bills, your rent, when in fact they can. And so I teach a, I also teach a short course called 
is there a grant for that? Because people ask me that. They're like, is there a grant for that? And so I like to let them know that grants can pay for just about anything your nonprofit could need with the caveat that you have to be so careful about how you do your funder research to make sure that the grant opportunities that you're identifying and that you're applying to actually fit the need that you have, whether that be equipment, um, building expansion, maintaining your existing staff, hiring new staff for a program. So that's one of the more common questions I get. And the other one is, are we even eligible to apply for a grant? And these are some of the first questions that it's good to think about when you're new to grant writing. So looking at your eligibility is key. It could save you a lot of time and, and frustration is when you look at when you look at different grant opportunities, they all list the eligibility requirements. Almost always you have to be a 501c3 IRS nonprofit, which most of your listeners probably are, hmm. but you could also be a K through 12 school district hmm. or a hospital foundation. And so checking eligibility is one of the first steps I like people to get involved with. And one of the things I would invite people to do you know, on this call, right after the call, is to to download, I published a free 10-step guide, and it's called How to Be, Seven Steps to Grant Success, How to Be 100% Ready to Apply for Grants. And the reason I published that 10-step, 10-page guide is I wanted people to have a very clear way of going through seven steps so that when that perfect grant opportunity came along, they wouldn't be lost with their hands up in the air saying, well, we're just not ready right now. And step one is actually checking your eligibility if you're eligible for grant funding. Hmm. And you can... Go ahead. Oh, and you can obtain that guide. Sorry, if you go to my website, it's grantsforgood.com. So it's G-R-A-N-T-S, the number four, good, grantsforgood.com. So like someone in your experience, someone who really uh, undertakes going after uh, getting a grant for for the first time, what percentage of the time, let's say they really put a big effort into it. Would you say that 80% of the time, 100% of the time, 20% of the time, they actually get something out of it? Oh, th- this is a great question because, you know, I, I think there's there's two key reasons that I found that people do not, that nonprofits have not pursued grant fighting, funding or they well, do a lot a of very, work, isn't it? <laughs> it? It is. Well, the yeah. first one is exactly this. They say, we don't have the staff or the time to do it, period. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, like we were talking earlier, they just don't have the staff and we yeah. know it's a lot of work, like you just said, which means translates to a lot of time. And then the second reason I find is they're frankly a little bit intimidated by the competition because grants are highly competitive and there's no, there's no action. I'd love to do a study on this actually mm-hmm. is to see how many grant proposals actually get accepted. But I know anecdotally and from, you know, more than two decades of doing this, if you don't have any experience, about one in 10 of your grant applications might get funded. And that's just not acceptable. That's too low. Hmm. So when I work with clients, I use a very specific formula, which I'm going to share with you today on how to have the highest chance of grant success. And now I was a real math geek in school. So my math teachers would be like shocked at the simplicity of this, (laughs) but here it goes. All, All you need for grant success is first of all, really smart project planning matched with finding the absolute perfect funder for your work 
and suddenly your odds of getting the grant go up incredibly. Yeah. And and let me tell you why, because you know, so many of my clients, uh, potential clients, might call and say, "Margaret, we need a grant for eighty thousand dollars now, because otherwise we're going to have to lay off people." And I understand their pain. I also know, though, that you have to plan so far in advance for grants, and you have to frame your grant requests in what is typically a program or project that would be of interest to a funder. So really smart project planning is key. And it's a step that a lot of people skip in that sort of panic to try to get grant funds. And that second part of the equation, finding the right funders, is also often skipped. And sometimes, and I I bet you anything, some of you listening can relate to this. One of your board members walks into the room and says, you know what? I hear, I hear Oprah Winfrey's giving out a grant, (laughs) right? (laughs) Or I I heard, you know, one of our local banks just gave a grant to this organization. Why don't we do that too? And, you know, these are, these are very well-meaning people. But what I find is that you have to do some really meticulous research to find the funders that are really interested in your mission and what you do. And keep in mind, foundations, like private foundations, they are formed with a very specific charter and mission. And it could be as specific as funding track scholarship for seniors in Portland, Oregon, to as broad as helping families living in poverty throughout the U.S. So you can see there's a huge range of foundation missions that could match with yours. Yeah, I, um, you know, it, it's it's funny, I... I tell a lot of the business uh, is that we work with, you know, a lot of times you become, uh, I become very friendly with the owners that we provide lines to credits to, to both businesses and the nonprofits. So like, you know, we know each other well. And, um, and what happens is, you know, what I tell the businesses, and I think it really is appropriate with nonprofits. Um, I, I say to them, listen, during a recession, which is what we're going to go into a deep recession, and it's mm-hmm. uh, more obvious now than it was uh, eight weeks ago when I had been saying it, um, is you want to look at it and say, what do I want my organization to look like a year from now? What do I want it to be two years from now? I mean, once you get past the the painstaking uh, try to cut your expenses, then it starts to become, okay, now we have to uh, move forward. And I would think that, you know, getting to be really good at winning grants and taking and saying, taking a step back and say, listen, we're going to get good at at learning how to win grants would be a really good use of your time over the next, you know, six months to a year. Would you agree with that? I am nodding my head. Absolutely. (laughs) I I would absolutely agree with you on that. You know, even given the fact that we are entering or into a recession and that it looks like there's going to be some pain for quite a while, more than a few months economically, that it's this is a really good time if you haven't already applied for grants to start learning how it's also a really good time to just ramp up your existing effort in in grant seeking if you're already underway yeah and i would assume it gets easier right i mean you once you have the data together and you have everything and you know probably the applications are somewhat similar would you agree 
Well, they're somewhat similar, but they're also a little bit customized, each one. So Mm. in the All About Grant Writing course that I mentioned earlier, in eight modules, I go through every single thing that you would need to do from beginning to end. And, And the very first thing is to pick the project or the kind of work that you need funded. And that alone isn't that easy because so many people say, yeah, but... We need everything funded. I mean, we could have layoffs. We need, we need rent money. We got to, we have to continue our school programs, even if schools aren't in session right now. So, you know, one of the things I like to help people do is just narrow down which projects they could focus on first and then find the best funders for those projects. And one trick I use, and I, I walk people through this in, in the course too, is to develop a grant application template for one project. And like you just said, it gets easier. But if you can, if you can have this one grant application template, and I, I provide that for you, because even though every grant application is a little bit different, after 20 years of doing this, there are so many commonalities that I just develop a template and I have yeah. people work with me to complete that. Yeah. And so if you do that, you've probably answered anywhere from 80 to 90% or more of the questions that you're going to run into, whether you're applying to a foundation grant or a federal grant or a state grant. The The other thing I want to mention is I know your business is in helping nonprofits profits with lines of credit. And the reason, one thing I want to mention about grant writing is it's it's a great um, add-on to your revenue stream. So it's not the solution for everything, but boy, is it valuable because my nonprofit clients and, and so many that I work with and know in the community, they rely on fundraising events. They rely on banks to help them. They rely on individual donors and they also rely on grants. So this is one piece of the pie, but I'm finding it's a really important piece that too many people are missing. And, um, you know, when I think about the important work nonprofits do, I don't want anyone to be left behind or to miss a really good opportunity out there that, that could make or break them. Yeah. I mean, do you think that the nonprofits that are smaller as they become more um, established they start to really get more into grant writing? I do. I, you know, I, I love that um, some of my earliest clients when I opened up, when I started Grants for Good, were smaller grassroots organizations where they maybe had one staff person, a really active board that volunteered their time to do a lot of work. And I found at times 70 or 80% of their entire budget was funded by grants. Now that's not typical. Usually I encourage when you're doing your budget planning for the following year to consider funding income from grants to be anywhere from 20 to 30 to 40%, but not as high as 70 or 80. I have seen it work with smaller grassroots organizations, but you know, Grants aren't that sustainable. I, I hate to say it. They're a wonderful source of revenue. But the reason I say they aren't sustainable in and of themselves is that they tend to run out every 12 months. Yeah. So one of the strategies I teach in my course is how to have a constant pipeline of grant opportunities out the door every month so that you don't write one and then you wait three months to see if you got it. And then in 12 months, it's gone. The cash mm-hmm. has been spent. How long do you think it takes for someone who's a newbie at this to um, learn, like how much time would they have to dedicate uh, to really 
learn about grant writing and then actually start applying for grants? Are we talking of 40 hours, 80 hours? What do, what do you think it is? Well, <laughs> and whatever it is, it's going to be a lot quicker than what I had, Steve. Oh. <laughs> I started grant writing in the 1990s. Oh. And as you know, you know, internet wasn't even that big then. So there were no webinars. There were virtually no courses. There was no instruction. And I really just learned it on the fly. I was working for our local county uh, planning department and health department at the time. And I started by writing government grants because our county had budget cuts. And I was involved in some really cool programs that uh, were around environmental and water quality protection. So I was very motivated to get grants in the door. And when they started coming through, I was really excited about the potential for what this could do. And then you fast forward, I worked for nonprofits. I, I actually was director of a foundation that gave out grants. And so I learned a ton as I went along. So in terms of how long it would take someone who's never done this to learn, I would say it, it gets faster as you go along. I, I think the best piece of advice I could give is to um, you know, make sure you're ready, first of all, to apply for grants before you do anything. You know, just download that free seven steps to success guide because I, I really offer you just things you can do now at no cost to just get ready. Uh, things like your government registrations, gathering your team together, planning your project, etc. And then really dive into it. And, you know, I know it's tough, but if you can spend a week or, or a day a week for several weeks just devoted to this, it can work for you. And um, and then again, the All About Grant Writing course just walks you through step-by-step. Step. And, and the reason I developed it is I don't want people to go through the same bumps in the road I did when I was learning. And because I'm kind of a math and science geek, I have a real structure to how I do things. So that's why it's literally a step-by-step -step process with a workbook where if you move along with me, by the end of the course, you've written your grant application. So I guess the answer is it, it's as fast as you want it to be. Um, so it, it really just depends. Yeah, you know, uh, just to share something about you, uh, about me that I that um it's been happening lately. Uh, you know, about uh, our business has 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 both has kind of slowed down because people are kind of like reevaluating what's going to happen going forward. And so I've had some extra time on my hand. And, and so what I've been doing is diving into a brand new subject, you know, um, that, uh, uh, for our business. And I've been literally like spending 12 hour days just diving into it. And at first mm -hmm. I was going kicking and screaming. It's been, a, you know, it's kind of been a long time since I've actually had to learn something brand new. And, you know, so, you know, it's been pretty exciting, you know. You and I think all of us who are very experienced and have, uh, you know, an executive position, you're either putting out fires or you're building relationships or you're you're doing these same things you've done for a long period of time, and that you know you really don't have a lot of chances to learn something that's completely new. And you know, and grant writing could be that thing that you say, you know, instead of me delegating this, I'm gonna kind of, you know, dive into it. And, you know, there's three ways that I usually typically will try to dive into things. Either I'll do the, what I'm doing now, which is very unusual, which is 12 hour days, really under trying to understand the subject matter. Mm -hmm. The other one is a lot of times I, I use Friday afternoons, like after one o'clock, I'll go to a coffee shop 
and I'll just sit there for three or four hours and I'll just really dive into and try to learn the subject matter. Um, so, I mean, it's just something maybe that uh, people, the listeners could think of as, you know, you may go kicking and screaming, doing, going to say, oh, I'm going to learn this. But it also could be kind of exciting as well. You know, it is. And it, it's, it's really, it can be really fun. And I think that comes across a lot when I, when I, when I train people in this, because think of it this way, a, a really well-developed grant application is really just an excellent project plan put into writing. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. And so in some ways, you and, and the listeners you may already be further along than you even know. In other words, you already have an idea or, or maybe very specific ideas of what you do, how you impact your target population, what your services are, what your end results are, what a big difference you make to the people you serve, to your community, to your environment. And the beauty of this is when you learn to write or develop a really good grant application, you have an opportunity to put all that in writing and persuade others to jump on board with you. So, so first of all, you know, I see that it's a great way to map out what you probably already know. And then secondly, it, it's a really great way to bring other people on board and in particular funders. Now it can, it can completely be a game changer for your nonprofit. Having said that, I've also known people like myself years ago, and I know people who want to get into grant development, grant writing as a career. And let me tell you, there aren't enough of us out there. <laughs> I, I have a lot of work coming through the door, and I wish there were more highly skilled, experienced grant professionals out there that could help the, uh, gosh, I think it's 1.7 million nonprofits in the U.S. alone right now. So that's the other thing is if there's any thinking about a career pivot or, you know, working on something you're already passionate about, this might be one avenue. Wow. Do do you think that you'll be more busy now than you were a year ago? No, it's it's pretty consistent. And um, I'm not looking to grow in a way, I mean, I could have 20 employees, I think, if I wanted to, but I have two employees that I absolutely love to work with. So it's, there's three of us that work together. And really where my focus is, is on empowering others. So growth, yes, but growth in a way that helps empower others to do their best work, to get the funding in the door and to have success with grant writing, with grant yeah. seeking. And and really just to take the mystery and intimidation out of it because it's, you know, honestly, it's not something where someone says, boy, I really can't wait to sit down and get some of these grants out the door. But when you realize there's a real method to it and it can be a creative process too, it can be fun. It can be rewarding. Yeah. I, I, I know probably one of the top things on our listeners' minds right now is, and I know we're jumping ahead uh, as far as grant writing goes, but where are all is there a go-to source where a lot of the opportunities for grants are posted yeah there are several i am um, this is this is actually one of the modules i teach in my courses i i go very specific into where the sources are and, and really some type time saving tricks 
that you can use to find your best funders. Because I have found from my own experience in the past and, and from hearing others is you can really go down the rabbit hole with this. You can spend hours and hours in front of a computer and just get so confused by all the opportunities out there. But to boil it down, if you are looking to apply to federal grants, the best place to go is grants.gov. Hmm. So maybe there's even a chance to put some of these um, links on your site afterwards, Steve, but grants.gov is the perfect place for federal grants because Mm -hmm. that's where all of the open grant opportunities are listed. Now, for states, it's going to vary on which state you live in, but go to your state's particular website, you may see something similar. Now, foundations and corporate grants, this is where it gets a little bit tricky because there are over 87,000 private foundation, private grant making foundations alone in the U.S. Mm. So if anyone says there's no money out there, they're wrong. There's there's at least 87,000 in the U.S. But finding the best ones for you requires usually going to a library or subscribing to a database to really do a thorough search on what's the best for you. Mm. Uh, on the other hand, if you don't have that kind of time, you can look at what some other agencies in your own, in your own community, you know, who are they going to for grant funds? And maybe that's a good fit for you. That would be kind of a quick and easy way to start. Good. So we, we have a couple of minutes left. And, uh, and so if you had to say the number one most important thing that our listeners should do to get started, what, what would you say it is? I think the number one thing would be just to take the first step. And by that, I mean, start getting some information that you need to get started. So 2020, this year, is really the best time to get started in grant writing or to up your game if you're already doing it. And you might be thinking, why is she saying that? Twenty, You know, this is turning out to be a really tough year for everybody in the world. But I'll tell you why, just briefly. And there's a blog on, on Steve's uh, nonprofit wisdom that goes into more detail. But private foundations have to give out an average of 5% of their assets from the prior year So let me cut right to the chase. They did great in 2019. The stock market was up. They made a ton of money in their investments. So foundations are in the business of giving out money, and they have to find good projects to do that with. Mm. And so this is a great year to get going. I would not wait. I would say, you know, the next step is just get, get your free guide. That's why I created it. I want I want you all to have it. I want you to be 100% ready to apply for grant funding. So go to grantsforgood.com and there, there's that top bar, download your seven steps to grant success. Get going on that. And, um, you know, next month in, in May or in June, think about taking my all about grant writing online course. It's something where you just download the minute you sign up for it, you get all eight modules at once for a lifetime which I think is long enough. You get it for a lifetime. So you can take as much time as you want or you can do it, you know, every Friday in a coffee shop like Steve might, you might be doing that. I might see you in a coffee <laughs> shop some Friday afternoon. I'll be like, wait a minute. That's my well, not, course. Not for another two months. But yeah. <laughs> okay. You still have to finish your first venture, right? Yeah, um, yeah. But I would say, you know, the number one thing is you just got to take the first step and just dive in. And if you find it's absolutely not for you, then, then that's fine too, but you'll never know until you jump right into it. And chances are you've got more information about this than you already know, and you are ready. 
So yeah. I wish you the best. I really want to see, I really, really want to see the nonprofits in this country doing well, because I think for the most part, they're very underappreciated. I don't think people understand how important donations and grants are to nonprofits. And that, you know, if you're a museum, the visitor admission doesn't pay the whole thing. So they really work hard for, for their revenue. Well, listen, I, you know, we, we've had a lot of, uh, uh, speakers interview people I've interviewed on the nonprofit MBA podcast. I, I would really say, uh, you know, this is one of the best ones we've had. And I really appreciate you, Margaret, for coming on and, you know, you know, you're really passionate about this. You can tell, right? It's coming through, you know, very <laughs> mm-hmm. a lot. So that, and that's great. And we re- we really appreciate you coming on board. So, you know, I would like to really much thank you for coming forward. You know, we've got again for our listeners, take a look at grantsforgood.com, and there's a lot of resources that are that are there. Um, if you like today's podcast, please feel free to share it with a friend. And also subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. If you like today's podcast, please give us a review on your podcasting app to help us get the word out. And of course, if you're looking for a line of credit for your nonprofit, you can give us a call at 862-207-4118. Or you can visit our website at www.nonprofitmbapodcast.com. Margaret, if uh, anyone wants to get in touch with you, how would they do that? Oh, easy. They can, again, go to my website at grantsforgood, number four, grantsforgood.com, and go to the contact page and send me a note. I would love to hear from you. Uh, Thank you, Steve, for having me on this call. And I wish all your listeners, I wish you all the best in um in in doing the great work that you do thanks yeah and i would add that too as well and i want to thank all the nonprofits out there for making the world a much better place which is sorely needed right now so everybody have a great day stay stay safe <laughs>